You're listening to a podcast from 702 and Cape Talk. 702 and Cape Talk. Bites with Aki Anastasio. Technobite, we're looking at technology and society with Aki Anastasiu. Thanks so much for joining us, Aki. Shizwe, good morning to you. How are you doing? Very, very well. And uh, the Internet of Things seems to be growing and expanding ever more. Well, this is, this is the big thing that's going to happen in the next decade is that uh, when we start connecting devices and putting them through some kind of algorithm, creating the data, making it useful to us, mm. it's going to be big. And there's a company in South Africa which was launched uh, in 2016, actually. They're called Squidnet, and uh, they okay. use um, one of the... Um, uh, They've partnered with a company called Sigfox, which is a French company, to try and make sense of the data. And um, I've got a little device over here, which is a, a sensor device, right? Mm. And what this device has is it's got sensors. It picks up temperature. It picks up light. It picks up movement. It picks up vibration. All these hmm. kind of sensors. So it doesn't use the traditional GSM network, which is uh, pretty congested at the moment. So as soon as... Uh, I've got this and I can put it anywhere in any room anywhere um, and the battery life runs for, for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. It hmm. will start sending me information um, like as, as, as much information as I want to every five minutes. It will send me the temperature, for example, which is here. Cool. You know, I can get the light sense, for example. It will tell me it's got 2.1 lux of light. So mm. it will pick up vibrations. Now, if you think of uh, taking this technology and applying it to make use of different things, if you want to pick up a vibration on a piece of equipment, in mm, your manufacturing mm. plant, for example, uh, that goes over a certain threshold, then you know that that uh, particular machine is about to fail. Yeah. So this is what we talk about, the Internet of Things becoming really amazing. And, and I just love this technology and devices like this. And, and certainly this is a company to watch uh, called Squidnet, and they really enable – uh, IoT solutions across the country, particularly in businesses. And with the amount of sensors that you can get today, hmm. you can get sensors that can give you virtually any kind of information. And this is this world that we're living in that we can have all of this information at the touch of our fingertips, put that, that through, to some, through to some kind of algorithm, and you now got really valuable business data. Fascinating stuff. So you can literally put the sensor wherever you choose and it'll pick up this data and, and yeah. send it through to one of your devices, wherever you are. This one costs like something like $10. You put this on your fridge and you've got that information yeah. of your home wherever you are in the world. Incredible. Yeah. James Bond stuff these days, exactly. I tell you. Exactly, exactly. And then yeah. how's this about archaeology? Mm, I'm fascinated mm. by this. You know, archaeologists traditionally have to start digging and scraping stuff to get through there. Now archaeologists are using technology and they're using fascinating technology. They they're using okay. uh, um, a technology called LIDAR, which is a 3D scanning technology um, that basically measures the distance to a target through illuminating pulsating lights, laser lights, and sensors. So what they can start doing wow. is they can st – and, and they use the big data together mm. with uh, machine learning to right. try and figure out – what they're actually looking for. Hmm. So once you've got certain images of an area and mm. you're using this pulse light technology, you're able to start getting predicting, uh, um, um, forecasting stuff to say, well, dig there instead of there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the technology starts forming an idea of what the actual surface looks like underneath. Hmm. So you don't waste time digging unnecessarily or you might break old artifacts, etc. Mm, mm. So these architects today, and well, not architects, um, rather um, uh, archaeologists. archaeologists are mm. using modern day technology to try and figure out what is actually underneath them. They're using yeah. stuff like lasers, machine learning, uh, and big data to try and work all of these out. And finally, this week, hmm. says, well, I've got this fascinating story. You know, yeah. um, 
every business looks for something different to do. And you know, Uber are doing food and they're doing sure, deliveries sure. and everything. Now Uber is um, they they they've trialed this in Chicago and they've trialed this in the Los Angeles, and they're trialing a service that is on demand business services. So if I okay. look, if I need a waiter or if I need somebody to do a specific task, yeah. you pick up your phone and there's an Uber app for it. Well, Uber is doing this. Huh. Um, and, and they're calling it an on-demand staffing business that Uber is busy testing. Wow. And I was thinking about this and I'm thinking there are times where you need an extra hand or you're at a function you might need somebody or you might need a graphic designer or somebody and you don't have the time to go online and look yeah, for it. Yeah, I imagine at the touch of your fingertips you'll have that instant hmm. um, available of staffing and, wow. and somebody that you need with a specific set of skills. So you're telling me next time I stand in for Eusebius, I should be on the service? Uh, well, exactly. I mean, Eusebius or, yeah, you, you're on the service that <laughs> if Eusebius turns sick, we'll open yep. up the Uber and say, we need a host for talk at nine. <laughs> and boom. Okay. Caesar is the guy who's got the most experience. Call him in. There we go. It's amazing stuff. Eh? It is. It really is. Have a good one, Caesar. And you, Aki.